welcome to the Spark to Your Success. My name is TJ Dow, and I believe we all have a bright spark inside when you find yours and light it up. Not only do you light up inside, and that feels amazing, but you light up the world around you, allowing others to feel amazing too. And you'll light up the path ahead of you, giving you clarity, vision, and direction. What a great gift to give, not just to yourself, but to the world around you too. The Spark to Your Success podcast is designed to bring you a little inspiration, a lot of insight, and much positivity into your day. So, welcome to this episode. This time for parents, parents of young people, of course. You can be parents otherwise, will you? Well, I suppose you can be parents of older people. <laughs> this episode is Ignition for Parents. When you become a parent, it's exciting. A little scary and daunting, and you find some days that you're doing awesome. You got this, and other days hmm, <laughs> when you're muddling through, and there are those days when you really wish there was a manual to tell you what to do and how to handle a situation with your little darlings. Whether you are listening because you love to learn, uh, there's no crisis really, or any problems, but you just want to be the best parent you can, or you're finding things are becoming a little tense or challenging and you want to get prepared in advance, Get things in the board, or you are here because you're at your wit's end and so need some insight and direction to get back on track. Whatever the case, welcome you're in the right place. Ignition is a journey of self-discovery and personal empowerment for you as an individual and as a parent to give you some insight, inspiration, direction and practical skills to make your journey run a little more smoothly, take some bumps out of the road and avoid those nasty potholes along the way. Like any journey we take these days, the first thing that we do is to get checked in and this journey is just the same with parents. We get you as parents checked in. It's an opportunity to take our ignition quiz. It'll take you about 10 minutes to complete 25 questions and when you press submit at the end it gives you your two-page report which you download as a pdf we call it your boarding pass and it shows which of the personality types or travelers we think you may be according to how you've answered the questions now it is only possibility that at this stage that that is you so it's a great start of a conversation to discover who you are before you get going on our journey together as parents. And once you've received and downloaded your boarding passes, you'll get the chance to have a little look and read through it, uh, see if it resonates with you. Then we can start our conversation together. Now, the ancient Chinese believed that we have a fundamental basic right to live our lives in something called flow. What is flow? We talked about flow recently in one of our episodes, so if you didn't hear that yet, do go back and listen or re-listen to it to really understand it, because I know flow sounds like a soft, fluffy, woolly word, and yet it is anything, but it is really powerful when you know what it is. So let's explore flow for you as a parent, and then, of course, we can dive into family flow, but it has to begin with you first. When you understand the concept of flow, it's really powerful, not just for you, but for your family around you. So we look at how you being in or out of flow affects your family, especially your spouse and your kids. When you are in flow, generally, you'll be a much nicer person to be around because you're energized and you're happy and you're feeling positive. We have to be mindful, though, of how our being 
inflow might impact others both positively and negatively. So if being in in flow for you is maybe playing the piano or your guitar or the drums really loud, that might actually take the people around you out of flow might make them a bit irritated, stressed or upset perhaps. (laughs) So we need to make sure that we are mindful of that with our activities as parents and as a family. Equally, when you're out of flow, it's likely that you're not so pleasant to be around. So the gift of flow is this. When you allow the people around you to be in flow, it allows you to be in flow even more too. When everyone is doing what they love, loving what they do, it's a great place to be. Recognising who each of the family members are in terms of their fuel. Remember the fuels? (laughs) will allow you to help know what keeps them in flow too. This in turn can mean that. You can allocate chores, decide to do family activities together and give everyone their own space to go do what they love in a way that increases harmony and reduces conflict because you're facilitating that family flow. We're going to return to that a little bit uh, when we come a little bit later in the podcast to talk about family rules. And so do make sure that you're taking a few notes because they'll come in handy. So when we're working with parents, our Next section of work that we do together is really to explore flow, get a great understanding of that, and then to dive into the fuels, the fuels that spark our journey to success as as an individual and as a parent and should take us on our journey easily and effortlessly and in flow. And did I mention Knowing about more about the fuels would make it easier to recognise both why things are in flow for you and being able to identify more of those things that are out of flow. Knowing more about what gives you energy or fuels you will also give you an insight as as to when you are doing things. Doing what you love might be totally out of flow for others in your family. So just as Einstein said, we're all geniuses, we all have bright sparks, but there are different bright sparks within us. Our job is to help empower ourselves as parents and to empower our children to find their spark and ignite it. Let's help them to discover which bright spark are you? (laughs) Which bright spark are you then? So you have seen and heard all about the four fuel types in an earlier episode. Again, If you haven't listened to that session, do go back and listen to it or re-listen to it and refresh on the fuels. Nova, exuberant, sensational and wise. Really important to know which is your main fuel and which is the main fuel of your family. So do go and take some time and take some notes. Now, I'm wondering, which one resonated with you most? Remembering also that nobody is totally and utterly one fuel or a unique blend of each and you may have recognized yourself in more than one but there is normally one or two that are most like us this is the one or two that is important the most important for you to be able to be in flow and your fuel gauge on your boarding pass will be a really good indication for you as long as you answered the questions from a place of who are you really 
versus um, what you've learned to be or what you want to be or what you do as a job. That's why it's always good to come and do a double check around is that you. So here are a few questions for you. Make sure you write them down so you can answer them. It might be very useful for you also when you've thought about it for yourself to share what you were learning and discuss this with your spouse and your young people. And then we can move forward to apply it to the whole family and get a glimpse into the dynamics of family flow or otherwise, as the case may be. So do make a note of any lightful moments, insights or ahas. Uh, when you've done that, uh, come back and we'll carry on a little bit further. So which one or two as a mix of fuels were the highest for you and your partner? Where are they like you and not like you? Were you Nova, <laughs> exuberant, sensational wise? What is your top fuel or mix? What is great about having that mix of fuels in a parenting team if you and your partner were different? What in the past has been challenging about having that mix in fuels as a parenting team? And for each of your children, identify which of the fuels you think is most like them too. And then we can look at how does that show up for each of them? What challenges does it create for you and for others? What advantages does it have or could it have with the family dynamics, activities and chores, etc., knowing which each of the fuels each of your family members are? Take time to really think about it and answer those questions. The insight is really key in creating, understanding, better communication and getting things done as a family team. When you start to recognise that your spouse and your kids may be the same or different to you, you can start to understand what is driving their behaviours. And you don't have to agree or concede, but understand because then you can start to learn what matters most to them, what they value, why they get upset, why they resist and therefore start to understand how to communicate more effectively with each of them in their way. Now, being in flow and knowing your fuel is not an excuse for poor behaviour, nor is it reason to opt out of things or to not take responsibility for the impact that we have on others. It just means that we can appreciate where they're coming from and align rather than judge it as wrong. I love this phrase from my world of neurostrategies. And it goes like this. The moment that you judge someone, you lose the ability to influence them and appreciate their gifts. Now, as parents, we want to influence our kids, our young people and appreciate their gifts, right? However, if you judge, well, you know what it's like when you feel judged. You have that moment of, are you judging me? Feels like it. Who the heck are they to judge me? Seriously? You have no idea who I am. If that's what you think, out of here. And you will either leave physically, if that's an option, or you'll shut down. La, 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 not listening, <laughs> not getting in. You know what I'm talking about, right? You have, I'm sure, experienced feeling judged in that way. So the key is hold the judgment and be curious. Wonder what's really going on? How can I step into their world and understand where they're coming from 
so that I can appreciate and collaborate, align to get a better outcome instead of ending up in conflict, feeling like we're doing combat again, ugh, <laughs> exhausting and frustrating for everybody, especially for you as a parent. Here are some typical family dynamics and how they've shown up in clients in the past. Meet the Walker family. Dad is a mixture of Nova and Wise. That means he's very creative and very rules driven. Everything is black and white, or should I say black or white, be that things or how people show up, they are constantly needed to be improved. Systems take precedence over people and decisions are based on logic. That's dad. Got to be logical. It's right or it's wrong. It's good or it's bad. It's black or it's white. Mom is sensational fuel. So she is really caring, thoughtful, likes things to be in harmony, will martyr herself to take care of the needs of others and sometimes does that to the point of resenting it, finds herself being the mediator, negotiator, the peacekeeper between the daughter and the dad, standing up for either of them and both of them or one or the other when things are not fair. The daughter is exuberant fuel. She is outgoing and outspoken, loves variety, not processes, loves talking and not listening. Listening is done impatiently so that she can butt in <laughs> when she needs to and talk, 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 have an opinion. She loves to have an opinion because she needs to have a say. If she feels unheard, then she just talks even louder. So she feels like dad's rules and standards are just unnecessary, overbearing and petty. You can probably imagine how this plays out every day in the family home, right? Dad has rules for the house. He likes it to be organised, clean and tidy and for people to respect each other and their environment. Daughter is outgoing and loves to be with people doing different things every day and loves to be in a team and is in so many teams. She's very sporty and very bright. She thinks that dad's rules are just too much and she just sometimes forgets to implement them when she's with friends and she's having fun and then dad gets at the daughter for leaving a mess, not doing the chores, breaking the rules and she feels like he's always on a case. Mom plays piggy in the middle, trying to mediate and restore balance and harmony, feeling that it's all not fair. It's unhappy and exhausting for everybody. Dad shuts down and walks away to be by himself and calm down. Daughter strops off to go and call her friends <laughs> to tell them all about it. And poor mum is left in tears because it all went wrong amongst the people that she cares about most. Every day is a blame game. That is until they discovered how they are different and what is most important to each of them. And then they started to renegotiate the rules of engagement based on what matters most to each one of them and ensuring that all of the needs are met within the running and routine of the house, the family and the communications between them. 
mum has to speak up when she doesn't want to do something instead of going along with it to keep the peace and then feeling resentful that she never gets to do what she wants to do, gets to do her thing. Daughter needs to understand when to talk and when to listen and when to speak in a tone and volume that is respectful so that she can be heard and she's not shut out by dad. Dad needs to stop before he walks away and to make sure that his daughter knows she's been heard, acknowledged and where appropriate given the praise and recognition, that external validation that she needs and craves she needs to hear when she's done a good job. So now that you're understanding your natural gifts, talents and flow and what drives your behaviours at a deeper level, let's add another layer of insight into all of this that we can do together. And that layer is this. When you understand what fuels the people around you, in this case, your spouse or your partner and your kids, then you can start to understand and appreciate their top needs and support them to meet those needs using positive behaviours versus negative or destructive ones. What am I talking about? Driving force, of course. So knowing which are the top needs for each of the family members, because our top needs are based on our fuels, certainty, variety, significance, love and connection, and learning of growth and contribution. You would have heard all about that in the episode on driving force a couple of episodes again. So again, if you didn't catch that episode, great to go back and listen to how powerful our driving force is. So notice what's showing up because if you can share that conversation with your partner and relate what's happening within your family, how different would you be able to manage that situation at home? Share it with the young people if that's possible. And then if they are willing to hear it because you can spot it and then you can empower them to understand it and choose a different vehicle or provide them with different vehicles, different behaviours uh, to in order to meet their needs so that positive behaviours show up. It is magical in terms of managing behaviours instead of manipulating behaviours or feeling like you're just doing battle every day. So think about it. Go back and listen to that Driving Force episode and then come back and answer these questions. What is the top need of each of your young people? How do they meet that need in a way that is positive? How do they meet that need right now in a way that is negative? What is the benefit they get from that poor behaviour? And how might you inadvertently have been enabling that behaviour as a parent? What needs to be different now? If you give people strategies and understanding, well, then I can consciously choose this unconscious behaviour that's driving me. It's such a relief when you get that for yourself and what a gift when you can share it with other people. So once you've taken the time to reflect on and answer those questions, then as a session with parents, we can move on to bring it all together, bringing it home. So having worked through flow, fuel, driving force, and now bringing that home, giving you some insight into your own personality, what fuels you, what keeps you in flow, and what takes you out of flow. By now in our sessions, you have discovered your driving force. And most importantly, when you get out, uh, when you get that about, 
you and the people around you and your family, you can start to put it all together in order to understand, appreciate and collaborate rather than judge, label and conflict. By understanding these dynamics within your family, you can start to have a better conversation, create better strategies to meet everybody's needs in a positive, sustainable way and work to create more flow as a family. To do this, you have to take responsibility for your own actions and reactions in any given situation and practice observing what's happening rather than assuming or wading right in in the old ways of dealing with things that most likely didn't work in. Well, if it did, we probably wouldn't be having this conversation, right? (laughs) Two things that cause most conflict are this. One, we feel our needs are not being met. And two, we have a fear of not being loved. The needs not being met causes a poor behaviour and the fear of not being loved as parents causes a lack of discipline. Many parents are trying to be friends instead of parents so that the kids will like them and they will be loved. Many parents are afraid that if they enforce the rules and put in discipline, then the kids won't love them. Wrong. (laughs) Big fat wrong. Rules, discipline and consequences are the most important thing for love and respect in a family. Boundaries bring certainty and security. It says, I love you enough to say no and mean it. And then I know where I stand. I might not like it in the moment, but I'll know the rules and the limits and know that there are consequences for my actions. That's really important. You absolutely owe it to your young people to do this. The biggest problem that I come across in families are usually down to the lack of structure, discipline and follow through. The rules, discipline and consequences are the most important thing for love and respect in the family. (laughs) I repeat it from earlier, boundaries bring certainty, security. It says, I love you enough to say no. What a great gift to give to your kids, the fact that they understand where they stand and teach them that their actions have consequences one way or the other. We have to bring them up to be responsible leaders of their own lives. So there are lots of fantastic and very important reasons why there should be rules of the house. And most households do not have them or have them in a way that everyone knows them, understands them and in some way has had a say in them. They should be rules that are out loud, not a silent code that they're expected to somehow mind read from you. When there are rules, we have structure, boundaries and consequences. We have a code for conduct and everybody knows where they stand. It brings certainty. And you've just learned all about how certainty is so necessary for life. It's one of our top needs. I would suggest that you write down your thoughts about house rules. And first, share it with your partner, tweak them together and then bring them to your children. Depending on their age and intellect, then they should have some say in how the rules are shaped from there. But remember, you are the parent, the head of the household. Your children might have a say, but they do not have it all their way. They may have their say and you still get to choose. No matter what the argument against, you may have to be prepared to be stronger and more assertive than perhaps maybe you've been for quite some time. Believe me, it'll be worth it. You are there to be a parent, not a best friend. Your job is to create the best future humans 
you possibly can. And that means tough love sometimes early on. So let's look at the rules of the house. The first rule of the house to consider is respect. What would respect be for you? Would that be how everyone should speak to each other? What is and what isn't acceptable? It could be that we speak to each other politely. We use our manners when we ask for things and say, thank you for what we've been given or have had done for us. That we allow others to have their say without talking over them or interrupting them. We don't shout over them to be heard or shout to intimidate. Or we do not swear at each other or belittle each other or talk about them in a way that is deliberately hurtful. You might have your own rules to add to any of those, of course. Start a list right now of the things that are important to bring to your home. Worry about how it might be received later. (laughs) But think about what would be right for you now. Second set of rules that needs to be talked about and set are about behaviours. Behaviours maybe how we talk to each other, touching on respect, but behaviours may be about how we help each other, uh, how we are kinder to each other. It might be around personal space, knocking before coming into a bedroom, for example, not taking things that belong to others without asking, definitely not stealing, coming in by certain times of the day or night, or playing music at a reasonable volume, maybe. It might include bedtime behaviours, mealtime behaviours, getting up and getting ready in the morning behaviours. Absolutely no screaming, kicking, punching or biting. These are absolutely not acceptable behaviours. Let's get that one clearly in the rules. Good behaviours are praised and encouraged, made a fuss of and rewarded. Poor behaviours have consequences and consequences must be proportionate, appropriate and painful. And must, 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 beyond anything else, absolutely must be followed through with. And please, use your imagination a little here, threatening to take away the phone, the laptop, the gaming device, for every single thing is not the answer. In fact, you've probably already been doing this and it doesn't work. The kids are like, here's my phone before you've asked for it. Oh, go on then, turn off the Wi-Fi, right? (laughs) Or worse, you've been threatening it and not doing it. You've trained them well to disrespect you and let them be the head of the house. How's that been working for you? Oh, and if they break the rules, they must apologise too. So it might be that you have to include them. If you don't know what consequences would be a little bit painful for them, why don't you ask them? Why don't you ask them, what do you think should be the consequence of breaking this rule, breaking that rule, not doing the chores? Because then you've got their buy-in into the house rules. They'll probably come up with things that you never even thought would be important. So get their ideas and buy-in. House rules number three, chores. Did you say chores, TJ? Yes, I did say chores. Chores are vitally important in instilling a sense of discipline, structure and routine and commitment in our young people. It's not really about the chores themselves. It's about what they instill by having to do them. It's the beginning of installing a a work ethic, a sense of doing things because they're necessary and need to be done, not because they feel like it or not. 
Uh, it's because it's serving other people. It's setting them up to be responsible, helpful, conscientious humans for the future, for relationships, for their future parenthood and for the world of work. Letting them off the hook with chores is not kind. It's not being nice. It's not a case of, well, I had to do the chores. Uh, and I told myself I'd never make that my kids do that. It's not about minding that you have to do everything for everybody all the time or that you have the money to pay for a cleaner, a cook and a maid and a gardener, etc. This is about creating good, responsible, caring partners and workforces for the future and them playing their part in the family in ordinary, everyday life. Again, there are rewards if they do consequences that matter to them if they don't and you do have to enforce them i highly suggest that the rewards are thanks praise and gratitude versus things and money however perhaps a small amount of pocket money and a surprise treat now and then is good because it teaches them when i do the work i get the reward i get paid for it maybe they can use that to save up to buy things for treats for them earning things rather than just being given everything on a plate. This is definitely easier to start with younger kids, harder with the teens if they've been ruling the roost and not lifting a finger ever to help. Harder, but absolutely not impossible. You just need to stand your ground and make it so. I appreciate that all circumstances are different and if you need additional support with any of this, then of course you could get in, in touch with myself or one of our ignition coaches for more personalised parent coaching, family coaching and guidance. So start writing a list down of chores that can be done daily and how they might be divided up and rotated amongst everybody on a daily or weekly or monthly basis. What are you going to put on your chores list? Dishes and dusting, vacuuming and yard work taking out the bins, cleaning the kitchen counters, mopping the floor, making the bed, and so on. Great ideas for starters. Now then, house rules number four, me time and we time. So like that, me time and we time. We all need both, of course. All of the family members, especially those with wise fuel, will appreciate more me time, and those with more exuberant fuel, more we time. But we all need a bit of a balance of each to meet our needs, right? So let's make sure that we build these in for everyone. Things can get pretty hectic with school and college and after school activities, out of school clubs, homework, chores and everything else that family life involves. So it's good to make sure it's being considered in advance. Where's the space for everyone to get to do some me stuff? And the we time is equally important. We, we time should definitely include sitting down together to eat in the evenings and planning some together activities like going for a walk or going to the movies, go to a local place of interest, spending time together, talking, playing games, etc. Those are the things that you probably want to think about in advance and have a list of things that you can enjoy together. It's great to use this opportunity to get some family goals done too. What kind of goals do you want to aim for? Vacations, trips, things for the home and so on, experiences. Go make memories, make magical ones. Include family goals and house goals and individual goals. Short-term goals and long-term goals. Get everybody involved in that conversation. And finally, rules of the house number five. 
healthy routines. One of the most important of these routines is sleep. Now, we've podcasted about sleep on a number of occasions because sleep is so key for healthy emotions, healthy bodies, healthy minds, for energy, concentration and focus and attitude. Plays a massive part in our health and well-being on so many levels. So for younger children, having a set bedtime and bedtime routine is absolutely vital. They need boundaries and you need you time when they've gone to bed uh, to enjoy just time, a bit of peace and quiet with your partner too. Going to bed at a set time in the week and weekend. Weekends might be a little later as a treat. If they've been well behaved, of course, (laughs) you can go over and tuck them in, read a short story if they're little, and then you must leave and they must go to sleep by themselves. You and your partner sitting by the bed until they have fallen asleep is not okay. What you're doing is creating dependency, meeting a need for love and connection, using a poor behaviour. It's meeting your need as well as theirs and it will come back to bite you. The more you do it, the more they will want it and the longer you will be there. And let's face it, it's you being selfish actually as it's meeting your need to be wanted and loved more than it is meeting theirs. They're just going along for the ride. Bedtime is also bedtime. Not gaming time, not watching videos and YouTube time, not chatting to friends on devices time. Devices should be left out of the bedroom, left downstairs. And if necessary, access to Wi-Fi moved at that point. Yes, I know there'll be a tantrum when you do this if you've been letting them do it. But you're the parent, not the friend, remember? And you need to see it through. Tough love. You have to know you mean it. And if you have a partner, you must stick together on this. Otherwise, you'll get played off one against the other for sure. (laughs) If you want to know more about the importance of sleep, then do go to the website www.backontrackteens.com. Search in the blogs or go to our podcast. We have a couple of episodes there about sleep. Other health routines are things like getting ready in the morning, which include washing, brushing hair, teeth and eating breakfast. Healthy or healthier food and drink options. Sugar and additives play such a massive part in attitudes and behaviours. Should be treats, not a staple diet. And of course, depending on your starting point right now, changes may need to be gentle and incremental. So there it is. A guide to the rules of the house for you to get started on or build on if you're already doing really well with the things that uh, happen in your home. You and your family are more than worth planning writing, discussing and implementing uh, these types of things. So do take the time to do it. You are all worth it. And I know that every family and situation is different and you may well have questions for your own circumstances uh, that this episode uh, certainly has not been able to answer. And so a number of options to help you if you need more help. Please do email us at info at ignition.rocks or tj at backontrackteens.com. Happy to arrange a free 30-minute consultation with you. Um, If you want to be connected with one of our Ignition coaches to work with you and your family in a live coaching session, then do email us also to facilitate that so you can get solutions and the, the lessons, the learnings that are perfect for your unique situation. We have coaches 
all around the globe. And look out for more courses online and more episodes in the podcast that can support you as well. If you're interested in our online parent uh, Ignition for Parents course, then go to www.ignition.rocks. And if you go to the shop, you will find our online course specifically designed for parents if you're not able already at this point to come and have some live coaching sessions with us. So you have been listening to me, TJ Dow, on this The Spark to Your Success podcast, an episode just for parents this time. Sorry, young people, there's many episodes for you, uh, both previous and coming up in the future. This one was just for your parents. Do come and join us on the next episode where we will be talking to parents who have been through some of our programs and you can hear firsthand what it was like for them and the experience they had and the difference that it made. So until then, uh, do feel free to give us a like and share with other people. And most of all, stay amazing. Bye for now.